When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that reminds you it's pronounced prostrate. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with supporting the Tenth Amendment. <laughs> oh, Kyle. I thought you might be the only one who would know what amendment that is. I, 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 I love a triple entendre. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, get ready to say sorry a whole bunch. Prostate. Prostate. I pronounced it wrong when I said the pronunciation. Oh, I thought that was on purpose. I thought you were doing <laughs> No. <laughs> Should I redo it or just I don't know. It's it's uh, that ship has sailed, Kyle. <laughs> just like your prostate. <laughs> Shit. Why am I prostate? Prostate. Prostate. Yeah. Prostate. Okay, okay. Okay, great. <laughs> sorry. Uh, now I'm so distracted by the fact that I forgot how to now, pronounce that word. You need to say sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um yeah, yeah. yeah, that's gonna that's probably it's so annoying to Canadians. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Real. My grandfather, my almost 90-year-old grandfather. No, he is 90 now. Nope, he's 89. Anyway. We're on the edge of our seats. Great, yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, t- likes to tell this joke about how, like, when they were deciding what to name Canada, they all got together and pulled letters out of a bag. Yeah, I won't tell it again. Well, <laughs> well, now you have to if anyone's not heard it. I just know it and was, I don't know, rolling my eyes. Pulled out a C, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, me sorry, feel I was, bad. I'm sorry. I was really not like Remember going that? along with you on this. I Remember should... that part when I insisted we record in person? I regret it now immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can see all my eye rolls. Sorry. I should have definitely gone along with you and I support you and you're funny even when you say thanks a bunch um we're talking about canada we're gonna talk about canada (laughs) as big fatty says northern mexico (laughs) northern mexico (laughs) um but first but first i have a uh feedback oh for you corrections okay oh god uh about taylor swift great um (laughs) at historia underscore stan on twitter said uh the comment about taylor swift left left a bad taste in my mouth while there's room for her to be a better ally i think it's wrong to brush off taylor's allyship as simply performative and they linked to a to pride.com article where uh, there are seven times she was an ally uh you need to calm down drove donations to glad and she has stated that she wished she was clearer about her support earlier so that's work homework for you to do no fucker i'm <laughs> i mean hey you know i have passed along the feedback to you well, and it, you must uh uh take 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 what you will just I, like in sex take how, however much you want i appreciate that leave mike alone um <laughs> <laughs> okay i just really really don't like her and it's completely irrational and i accept that i feel like you don't like a lot of just the big pop stars you just don't think they have talent and get undeserved success. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? Isn't that what it comes down to? Yeah. Yeah. There's it's 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 a combination of talent and authenticity. Mm. And it doesn't even matter if it's actual authenticity. I just have to buy it. Mm. And I I neither of those apply to her. Mm. So <laughs> 
Great. Here's this hole. I'm going to keep digging it. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> um, in the... In the uh, the long list of things you should, we all should do more research into to come to a better understanding and heightened awareness of. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift might be very low down on that list. Yeah, I'll put it on the backlog. Yeah, that's what we say at work for <laughs> yeah, shit that we're exactly. not going to do. That'll be in phase two. That's I always say phase two when you know you're not going to do something. That'll be phase two of our research. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, do you want to do the news? Let's do the news. <laughs> I did good. You did so good. You even made like a little like. This I'm a little teapot. <laughs> kind of a curtsy. <laughs> I never know how much of that to leave in. It's like, I don't know if it's funny to other people about our... It's our show. Fuck them. Yes, but it's... Okay. <laughs> news the first. Like, should it have gone just there before you said news the first? Should it have gone when oh. we left the break, but then you started giggling? Yeah. These are the dilemmas I run into this in is, editing. This is why you're a pro, Kyle. I guess you're so. Professional editor. Professional <laughs> editor. I mean, okay. Okay. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 You're news ready? the first. Okay. Well, no. Before news the first. Oh, jeez. Uh, I have to put so many news intro it, theme songs. It, so I do plan on doing uh Canada themed news today, which then makes it seem like a glaring oversight to then not talk about some really important stuff that's happening in Canada right now surrounding the bodies of indigenous children found in the the yards of of schools that were built and run by the Catholic Church in coordination with the Canadian government. It's horrendous, and Kyle is going to talk about it a lot more in the main episode. Yes. That's why we're not talking about it now. Yes, yes. So there'll be more about that, um, and I will just copy and paste what you just said into my segment. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I will talk more about it. Great. But I mean, if you're only doing Canadian-themed stuff, then is there also going to be a glaring omission about NFL dude? Yeah. He came out. He came out. That's all we need. He saw it. Fuck me, daddy. Uh, There's a picture of him flexing. Yeah. On the internet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dan just gave me the so-so hand about about the 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 Las Vegas Raiders player that just came out, and I've does never it wanted it? to fire you more. Th- does it does it change it for you that he's like six seven? <gasps> that makes me like him even more, which I already <laughs> liked him so so much. Okay, great. Yeah, now you're conflicted. <laughs> uh-huh. Both of okay. us might be twenty percent more into them, but the <laughs> the uh, the natu- the effect of that is varying. Okay, yep. great. I'm glad no, we will. No, now we're gonna we're gonna pretend we were gonna talk about Canada and then not, which is pretty much par for the that's course for Americans. To, so. That's going to be this episode. I practically guarantee you. News. I always think our episodes are never going to be good for the people who know about them. Like oh. the target is not. The people we're talking about or two. That is correct. Absolutely. Here we go. Here we go. News the first. Um, so That's it. Dan found the flexing picture. Okay, focus. <laughs> on you Canada. You, focus on Canada. You can't do that to me. Okay. Okay. Canada's House of Commons on Tuesday, uh, June the 22nd, uh, passed a bill criminalizing LGBT conversion therapy by a vote of 263 to 63. Uh, that was a promise that the minority ruling Liberal Party had promised uh, in, during the election of 2019. And uh, so 
they're at the end of their legislative agenda here before a summer break that's happening. So there's kind of like a lot that's happening right now in the law in Canada. Um, Elementary schools and politicians are the only ones that have summer break. (laughs) Like, it's so weird, politicians. It's a good thing nothing political happens in the summer because we all... I mean, that's U.S. too, so it's like everyone. But Yep, 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 yep. Well, so... So yeah, the, the um, this is the first step. Just like in the United States, in our system, just because a, a bill passes one of the branches of the legislature doesn't mean that it's mm. happening. This now goes to the Senate. Um, but it is it is finally getting some traction in Canada, and hopefully they will have a full conversion therapy ban sometime next year is likely when it'll happen if you ask if you ask me but that's if, just based on if it does at all does is it looking likely i mean the fact that it passed something is yeah i mean i think my knowledge of the canadian senate is not as good kyle but i i i believe the way that with the government is the way it is now and with justin trudeau as the the yeah hmm I said Justin Trudeau is the PM, but that doesn't matter because he's in the House of Commons too. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know, Kyle. Wow. Well, I mean, everything you said sounded smart to me. But bill- that doesn't. That's not a big like goal to hit when you're talking about other countries' governments or even ours. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think it'll. I think it's going to pass. Awesome. Um. Again, I think in 2022, but that's just based on my cursory understanding of the way that shit works in Canada. Hmm. News the second? Yeah. Okay. Toronto Pride. Hey. Uh, oh, fuck. I was going to turn on the time cave earlier. We're actually recording this super ass early on, on the Thursday before the Sunday that we normally record because basically I know I'm going to be too fucked up to record anything <laughs> on Sunday because of Pride and it's going to be 100 degrees here. So we're just phoning it in. Yeah. Hey. I got dicks to suck on. Yeah. <laughs> so many dicks. Um, Mike, how was your pride? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah, don't know. I mean, do, we were going to. Don't know. Do and a then time cave we maybe. didn't talk about this is our Independence Day for America episode. Oh, so we're going we're gonna to celebrate well, we, it for talking about Canada. Well, we could have said at the beginning of that. Yeah, sure. This is all out of order. Um, yeah, we're doing this because it's uh, July. By the time you hear this, July 4th will be this weekend. Yeah. Coming up. So happy. Fourth of July. Let's talk about Canada. <laughs> Canada. Um. Okay. Back okay. to the news. Okay. Toronto Pride. I swear I took my pills. Maybe it's just because we're doing this at night instead mm-hmm. of during the day. They've mm-hmm. worn off. Mm. Anyway. Uh. So Toronto Pride was the last uh last month in June. Oh yeah 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 you got it yeah yeah and uh this year was the fortieth anniversary. The historical roots of which I'm going to talk about in the main episode, but Ooh. it is it is now one of the world's largest gay pride festivals. This year it was digital, which I thought was really interesting. It hmm. was an all online thing because of COVID nineteen restrictions. All of their normal in person things uh, have have been have been canceled. Their their in person traditions included uh, uh, something called the Trans March, the Dyke March, and then the formal Pride Parade, and then an in person festival like you would kind of expect all of that was shut down but the digital version of it was actually really cool i poked around there today and hmm. saw a whole bunch of like like lectures and musicians and artists and and videos and audio tracks and that kind of thing including a friend of the show andrew gerza had a, a, a featured um uh, appearance in digital Sh- toronto pride shut the fuck up yeah that's awesome he hosts the podcast disability after dark if you want to check it out he's 
in Canadian. Yeah, he, he's he's Canadian. He's well, but he's not Canadian. I mean, he just lives in. Isn't he originally from like New York or something? He's Canadian. This is not interesting <laughs> to guess. Okay, that's going to be funny later too. For he's a reason. not Canadian. He lives in Canada. He, yes. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so congratulations, Toronto Pride, on having your fortieth one. I wish it could have been in person, but I really, I really appreciate what you did instead. Oh, awesome! Great. Uh, news the last. Yeah. News the last is that Whitby, Ontario-born Drag Race Canada winner Priyanka is going to be on the cover of L Magazine next month. L Magazine Canada or the real one? This just says this just so I'll just read this maybe I, I, if it just says L then it is I, a, it, I mostly just wanted to get my smack in it so is I, get, I did that it it is L Canada <laughs> oh, <laughs> less than a year after winning the debut season of Canada's drag race Whitby Ontario born Priyanka has marked another milestone landing the cover of a national fashion magazine in Canada um, apparently her signature call out my name is Priyanka what's my name appears on the July cover of L Canada one of the country's top fashion magazines. I'm sure she says it a special way that I didn't just now because I haven't Give it, seen it. But. Can you do a couple runs at it just to see? My name is Priyanka. What's my name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, she's the first drag queen to have a standalone. <laughs> That's it? That's the best? That's the best guess? Hey, now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's the first drag queen to have a standalone cover in any of the magazine's 45 editions around the world. Wow. According to Elle Canada's editor-in-chief. Um. She is also the first person of Indian descent to win Drag Race in the franchise's global history. Damn. Um, she's she's kicking ass, and she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And um, she left a career in children's television to appear on Drag Race in 2020 at the age of 28. That's so... Uh, I mean, it, Drag Race having a connection to, like, the children's reading series, especially, like, you know, this past decade. Like, that's awesome. That, that connection's really cool. Yep. And I bet we would have an easier time hooking Canadian famous people on our show we should <laughs> oh do you think we're big in canada yeah, well canadians canadians call her and then tell her to well, call us i think I... first call your friends and tell them to listen to us so we can pretend like we're like good in canada yeah. and that i didn't make that joke about Bell canada <laughs> she also said um What's my name? She said, quote, I think to have somebody of color make the cover of a national magazine and to be celebrated in such a big way just shows how receptive Canadians are to stories like this and how open they are to seeing people like Priyanka take the stage. Um, Back that out. That's not a quote by her. I was going to say, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if a drag queen talked in third person, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She did say that she appreciates that the cover doesn't mention pride or that she's a drag queen. It's just focuses oh, on her yeah, yeah. and she's Priyanka it's not like and by the way ha 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 here's a drag queen blah yep, blah blah yep yep right yeah um yeah anyway uh, th- that's the Canadian news <laughs> the first and only edition of Canadian news until <laughs> <laughs> we get drunk and forget and do another one. Oh, oh god I annoyed myself with that um speaking of Canadians? Yeah, but no, I don't. <laughs> speaking of people that probably live we in do countries. see some people that give us money in their local currency, which mm. when it's Canadian means we're getting less money. But uh, <laughs> I really, I really think we could have picked up some Canadian. No, they. It, I think they. 
I don't know. Okay, so a Patreon. Uh, I would like to thank the following Patreon members. Christian Smith. Boo. Ah, no, let's really hang on to this name right now. <laughs> this moment. This beautiful moment. Yeah. Because it's... I'm so proud of you. Going away now. Uh, also thank Jim Ragona. Great. I want to say Ragonia, but there's no there's no Enya. There's no, okay. Um, Matt Remy. I probably got that right. Matt Remy. Yep. Okay. He has that upward thing at the end. Great. Remy. Remy. Um, uh, Aaron Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Probably nailed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian Birdsong, but it has a Y, so maybe like it's someone that's like really wants to do the Y, like Beard Song, like Beard Song. Yeah, but that would be no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. One of the, <laughs> some song. Um, thank you to everyone who gives us money. Uh, gives us money. <laughs> In whatever currency you can accept, appreciate we, it. We'll accept it. Uh, if you want to join to get bonus episodes, bonus content, the one uh, this month is going to be, which I guess will have already been posted um, as long as I'm on my shit, um, is about uh, you and I dating couples. Yeah. Um, go to gayish. Nope. Go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Excellent. Can you want to talk about Canada? I think so. Yeah. We were talking about it this before the show, but like apparently researching the queer history of an entire country is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. And I nailed it. Just you wait and see. Yep. You go first. Well, I, for, for, I was just going to start with our listenership. Do you have already a ballpark understanding? You already looked it up. How many listeners we have in Canada? Uh, Yeah. Okay, great. Approximately. No, no, because I I looked at. Okay, no, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, so it's interesting because just in the last year, Canada has surpassed the United Kingdom to become our second most uh, highest listenership country. Oh, I didn't know that. So it was the UK was number two for a really long time, but Canada has rocketed up to number two. Which is why, maybe why we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's now five and a half percent if, of our listeners. Which is why we did the our UK uh, uh, marketing campaign with a gay and a non-gay yeah, right. to really yeah. connect with our <laughs> waiting UK audience. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it, it, it turns out that uh, less than three quarters of our listeners are, are Americans, only 73%. So um, it's interesting to me. Quarters of our listeners. Oh, okay, okay. Of all gayish listeners, if there were four of them, less than three of them would be an American. It's just so, sure. Great. Yeah. Uh, it'd be two of them, and then like everything but Someone's his dick. Someone's legs. <laughs> oh, that's so rude! <laughs> Why would you take away the dick from me, Mike? Um, and then our top five cities in Canada. Not surprising. Our number one is Toronto. We have a lot of listeners in Toronto. About a fifth of our listenership in Canada is from Toronto. Then Vancouver, uh, Montreal, which that a little bit surprises me because of all of the the French speaking that happens there. Uh, Ottawa and Calgary. I mean, they have to speak English, too. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> or Mandarin. Well, but then they also have to speak French. Like, everything in Canada, at least if it's official, is in English and in French. And so when you're up there, you see all, you see all kinds of French. So much effort. Yeah. I mean, roughly twice. Yeah. Um, double. Double. Even. The double. Some might even say it's double. <laughs> um, can I tell you some other data? Tell me some other data, Kyle. Okay, I thought I was going to be so original by looking at our performance data and telling you about it. Sure. I looked at um, 
our data in Spotify just because that had the breakdown that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, because it broke down our individual episodes by listenership. Wow. Okay. So okay. I looked at our listenership for US, UK, and Canada. Okay. And here's the findings. I looked at our past 10 episodes. Oh my God. You're going to say that they like different episodes up there. Mm-hmm. Great. And I looked at our all-time, our five top all-time episodes to see what they like best. Okay. I mean, number one worldwide is jerking off still. It has been for a long time. Y'all horny bastards. Yep. This is like so frustrating (laughs) that if we do a horny episode, you like it better. Oh, fuck. We were going to do army foreskin this time. Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That would be number one real fast. Did we say that in the main episode? Okay. Um, We talked about piles of foreskin in the the pre thing that I'm posting to to Patreon, which is a reason to not join Patreon, I think, because it's uh, disturbing. Anyway, of the past episodes, Mm -hmm. it's not fair to compare raw numbers um, Mm -hmm. because they released different times. So I looked at the percentage of US, UK, and uh, Canada listeners. Great. And in 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 Spotify... UK still leads Canada, except for the episode Bottoms. <gasps> Bottoms has more raw downloads than the UK. My goodness, Canada. Also, of the top five episodes, not including first date, the very first episode is just going to get more people like, you know, just happen to look that. Then they're like, yeah, and then they say, fuck that. Eh, and then they, <laughs> then you know, they bounce no off to something better. Um, <laughs> So other than that, the uh, in line with other countries, jerking off is the most downloaded episode, uh, both in terms of the raw number of listeners and the percentage, uh, you know, of of listenership mm-hmm. compared to uh, Canada's percentage of listenership compared to other episodes. Mm-hmm. The least listened to based on both a percentage and the raw numbers is in order basketball and tops. What? Tops is the least listened to episode in Canada? Second least list of our top five. Tops is very, very small percentage. Oh, okay. And verse was somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Great. 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 I thought that was very funny. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're I, like the the inference, like you're filled with bottoms, or you want to learn a lot about bottoms. Maybe tops already know enough about topping, so they don't need to listen to that episode. I mean, I know that we don't do super well in Mexico, but I imagine that like in the Canada, United States, Mexico, it would be bottom first, top in that order from north to south. So it makes sense to me. Mm. It makes sense to me. Are you joking about the stack of geography and and and, and truth and truth? Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that's our that's our that's the most self serving segment we've ever done. Great. Uh, do you want to tell me probably about the history? I assume. Yep, I legit want to <laughs> tell you about the history. Which, as per usual, my my like research often starts on Wikipedia, and uh, the 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 timeline of LGBT history in Canada article starts with 1648 and i just really enjoyed it a gay military drummer they wouldn't start it that early in the u.s like that that's much earlier than Uh, i mean you don't have to 
A gay military drummer stationed at the French garrison in Vie Marie, New France, is sentenced to death for sodomy by the local Sepulchian priests. Come, they told me indeed. After an intervention by the Jesuits in Quebec City, the drummer's life is spared on the condition that he accept the position of New France's first permanent executioner. You don't have to get killed unless you fucking kill people? Yeah, like, you, like you got caught butt-fucking... Will will we? You cannot die because the death penalty is the sentence. If you are the one that kills all the people from here on out, shit. I, I, Did they also force him to top exclusively? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, <clears throat> yeah, that would be quite the punishment, I don't wouldn't think, it? I don't, I don't think I would do that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, just kill me. I think I couldn't just. I don't like, know that I could start drop a guillotine on people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's how they kill people. I don't know. Uh, picking out some other interesting things, uh, there was a gay sex scandal in 1810 uh, involving a man named Alexander Wood that I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, as a whole segment later. Um, and then in 1869, which that seems really early, of course, uh, buggery is no longer punishable by death in Canada. We learned about this word once a long time ago. Yeah. And I forgot it until this very moment. Great. I'm so proud. Um, um, I mean, yeah, basically, basically, butt fucking isn't, isn't, isn't the death penalty anymore, but it is, uh, it's changed to life in prison, which I guess that's. Even today? And, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Just in, oh, in 1869, it, oh, that's, okay. that's when got, they, that's when they changed okay. it from the death penalty to. That'd be so mean to legalize same sex marriage, but not legalize <laughs> anal sex. Yeah. Well, to, so it took almost exactly a hundred years. So it was decriminalized in 1969, Whoa. which we were still rioting about shit. But yeah, uh, uh, but 1969 is, is when is when it, um, the their, their sodomy laws uh, uh, decriminalized homosexual acts. Mm. Um, so then in 1977, there were a bunch of raids that happened involving gay bars in Montreal. There was a series of raids that happened in 1981 in Toronto. Both of those series of events get called the Canadian Stonewall. And there's kind of controversial fight over was it Montreal or was it Toronto? Stop calling Montreal's the first, the Canadian Stonewall because that's Toronto because of scope. And then Toronto was like, yeah, because ours was bigger and caused more change. And then Montreal's like, no. It didn't cause more change. We like immediately passed a law that was uh, uh, anti-discrimination laws against. Why can't I come up with that fucking word? Anti-discrimination laws. Yeah. Anyway, who Montreal's was first? That's for sure. But whether it qualifies as Canadian Stonewall or not is up for grabs. I guess. Doesn't Montreal want to secede anyway? Well, okay. So that's <laughs> here's the thing. I like how we're taking it down, so they don't hear us. I don't understand the relationship between Quebec and the rest of the country. I think they don't necessarily I, love being I, a part of it. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're French. Don't fuck with us. We don't want to be here. It's like me with my family. Like, I'm kind of a part of it. And I have to be, but I don't love being there all the time. Yeah. You know? and you, you, Like, you would totally leave if you thought you could get you away know? with it. <laughs> anyway... Um, 
yeah, and then and then fast forward to uh, there there were some marriage cases, gay marriage cases that were working its way through the court system. In two thousand three, there was a Supreme Court decision that was in favor of same sex marriage, uh, and that led to full marriage marriage equality countrywide in two thousand five. Which I remember that happening and being you know being a a, a sign like look, Canada is cooler than us. Like, we we still took a while to get there. And, you know, I'm, I'm comparing everything to the U.S. because that's my, like, base of knowledge. And apparently just under three quarters of you is all, probably also your base of knowledge. But, like, yeah, um, yeah I just I distinctly re- that was an important thing for me in being like, yo, yep. they, got, they got it. Yep, yep, yep. And then it only took us 10 years to come around you know. in 2015. <laughs> um, in 2012, uh, Nova Scotia passed a Trans Protection Act cool which does uh, anyone live in nova scotia or is that one of the cold ones there's a couple of fishermen and a like yeah. a, a, a one like old lady who's well now they're kind of mean <laughs> <laughs> now, but except when all the trans people flocked there yeah maybe that's the old mean lady <laughs> <laughs> uh in 2017 bill c16 passed and uh became law in canada that added gender identity and gender expression to their list of classes that are protected from discrimination. Oh, awesome. Um, and then in 2019, my notes just say, oh, I remember what this is about. <laughs> it, just, it just says 2019, anal sex for everyone. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I don't necessarily want to know more, Mike. Yeah. I guess you can tell me what that means. Uh, it, in, in, in 2019, they passed a law that made, uh, uh, they, they had a law on the books that, took anal sex and made it its own category that you could only legally do if you were 18 and older the age of consent for every other sex sex in canada was 16 huh. that law made anal sex and and other kinds of sex all in the same bucket so 16 for everything in canada hmm. um, it's i mean if that doesn't sound homophobic the the effect or or the intention behind that even if it doesn't specify an orientation or anything like or genders of anyone it's the idea that gay sex is is somehow worse you have to be older to be able to do it like and honestly i'd rather if you if you're younger for you to have anal sex than like you know maybe have a baby so like if we're picking least like oral and anal should be like celebrated yeah that's dangerous that's (laughs) You don't think celebrating kids' anal sex is something we should keep really exploring, digging deep on? Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what I forgot to do, though? What? Pause in the middle there to talk about this other horrible shit that you were going to talk about. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we already mentioned that um, I'll be talking a little bit more about the uh, schools that were there that, you know, are akin to, like, cultural genocide of the first world people, but... Yeah. Um... We yes, I forgot to mention when we were talking about Quebec. We are recording this on Saint John Baptiste's Day. Great, which I forgot my hat. <laughs> Your Jean Baptiste hat? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot my underwear. Yeah. It's it like what is that day, Kyle? It seems like it originally was like thanksgiving-ish and i felt very weird about it like Mm. celebrate when the europeans got here which is like anytime you celebrate europeans doing anything it's probably shitty um and also canada has thanksgiving 
in and, October. Yeah, but, but well, it just reminded me of that. Not uh, it, anyway. Right. It's, um, it's, I didn't it's know if it was shitty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then later, uh, Quebec people don't at me. I don't. Um, but then later, someone changed it because uh, influenced by um, uh, St. Patrick's Day and wanted their own cultural celebration. So it's celebrated in Quebec, mm-hmm. and apparently they get uh, excited and kind of mean towards like Justin Trudeau showed up and they like threw shit at him. Oh, like, great, yes. awesome! <laughs> but I don't know. I I'm, I think it's like this very important cultural thing for them that I'm like kind of being a little bit shitty about because I don't know the like implications or how people feel about it. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be great or it could be terrible. Okay. Just like when you hook up with me, um, or hook up with a <laughs> hook up with a French Canadian. Um, right. what do they call, they call themselves like Quebecers or something that I, you know, Quebecers. I don't, yeah, I would. I'll That's just not do right. that. No, no, I would rather. I'm just going to call them that from now on. Quebecois. The Quebecois are a political party. Uh, I don't think that that's. But I think that that might be what they call them. I don't know. We're going to go with. We're going to go with Quebecers. Um, Quebecers. Saint uh, Saint Jean Baptiste Day is a weekend long celebration of Francophone identity. Ooh. Oh, so what French I said? French speakers. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eat cheese and. I don't think it's. I think it's wow. French Canadian. We truly are a podcast about stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Anything we say that is sounds like we're making a stereotype about Canada is a uh, satirical reference to the yep. assumptions we all bring to Canada. God bless you, Kyle. <laughs> I really appreciate you. <laughs> My internet's broken too, or I would look it up. Um, no, please don't. I'm glad. Um, should I tell you about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that. This is what I was alluding to in the news. Yeah. And, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Yeah. And, and thank you to the... Uh, we reached out to the uh, Canadian Discord server within... Or the channel within our Discord server. <laughs> we made a Canadians-only channel in Discord so that they would leave everyone else the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> did we or did someone else? Whenever... I made it because I thought it was hilarious. You did? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Okay. Um, um, so, thank you for bringing this up because hmm. it's very much as you mentioned in the news right now and an important uh, uh all, you know for me like black lives matter was a big thing for me sure. so that it's like we all need to like really like figure this out like it seems like this is very big is in the news but also needs to be in the news more and essentially it is i'm going to talk about it very briefly sure. i will absolutely not do it justice hmm. i will tell you about a place you can go for more but like um, so, uh, but I think it's, I think it's valuable to say it rather than try to avoid it completely. Sure. So, um, the truth and Re- reconciliation is a commission they established in Canada to look into what is essentially the cultural genocide of first world or indigenous people. First nation. First nation. First world. First nation. First world is like Africa. First nation is the people that lived there first. Oh, thank you. It's plural. First nations. First nations. Yeah. Man, I looked up a bunch of stuff about this, and then here we go. Um, so uh, it is also that was very colonialist of me to say first world is Africa. I just that was what popped into my head. Oh, oh. Go, go ahead. Is that true? Or yeah, it's true. Oh, okay. Aren't you also saying it backwards, like first world countries and third world countries? Yeah. So first world, first world country would be like Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. 
So the genocide part. Um, uh, there was something that is called, commonly called the Canadian Indian residential school system. Obviously, Indian is like part of the problem. That's like super shitty. Like it's like, hey, Europeans discovered everything, and yeah. like you know, it, it's that that viewpoint. But you'll, I saw that all the time, referring to even in today's news articles, the Canadian Indian. Uh, residential school system. I mean, uh, we, we still have the BIA. That's like one of our main agencies in the federal government in the United States, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. And um, in Canada, they're moving over to Aboriginal mm. as the like definition. And uh, to me, I was like, Ooh. like when I saw that word, I was like, oh, I don't think. But I read something by someone who like studies this shit. And it, it was apparently not as like the the names. Anytime you talk about this, it's like, well, there's so many different tribes and groups and like you can never say cohesively everyone does this or says this. So yeah. like, you know, there's so many generalizations that come uh, along with this. During the residential school's 120 year history, an estimated 100. Oh, I should tell you what it is first. The idea was basically trying to um, get rid of the indigenous culture traditions values and make them christian and and anglicize them which you know is a is a common thing with colonialism that that's kind of the end goal is to to convert people whether i mean mostly religion but like to our ways of thinking yeah yeah i think it's important to also recognize that it wasn't spun that way like oh sure you know they didn't they didn't they didn't say we're here to destroy culture they said we're here to assimilate them into our yeah 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 like our thanksgiving it's like yeah like we all shared recipes it's like how they pitched it to us in school during this program uh estimated 150,000 children attended these schools um, and during its 120-year history, an estimated 3,200 died. Oh. And part of what's in the news is digging up some of these sites, like in the yards, in the backyards of these residential schools, and finding the bodies of its several hundred children's bodies that they're finding. And and that's what's... This happened... I mean, not actually, I was going to say long ago, but not even that long ago. It was like the 50s, I think. That was... uh, the last one ended in 1991. So that's not to say like their popularity was then, but like that's when it ended. So it's not, they established this Truth and Recon- Reconciliation Commission in 2008. So like this is a recent reckoning that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, of those that are still alive, uh, almost 32,000 uh, people reported sexual assault or serious sexual uh, cases mm. that then are, are investigated. Mm. So uh, horrible. The, you know, you're so right. Like the idea was, hey, let's teach people and let's learn. And yeah. like the truth of it was horrendous, terrible conditions. I, I read things about people committing suicide because of being there. Like uh, th- this is a horrible place to be um one of the critiques of the discussion about this that's happening is the fact that people are thinking about it or referring to it as something that is in the past Hmm. rather than something that's still taking place today the sure the destruction or the 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 lack of recognition of indigenous cultures that is that still happens today yep absolutely absolutely um, 
for example, I mentioned uh, one of the last uh, groups that operated these residential schools was in 1981. That group, though, that evangelical Christian group, still runs youth programs in northern Ontario. Mm. And there was an article that came out, I think, a couple of years ago um, that referenced that sh- kind of highlighted this pamphlet they had called Freedom from Destructive Spirits. And it said, quote, these clean spirits can cause all kinds of sexual these sorry these unclean spirits can cause all kinds of sexual sins such as homosexuality perversion and lust this uncleanliness is a result of rebellion in man's heart god hates this kind of uncleanliness and will punish it great sure yeah also women's non-binary hearts yeah. good news <laughs> you are exempt from this uncleanliness yeah so like even like it's canadian tax money going towards that <laughs> or is it just the organization man if there's ever a story you can't ask me any oh, sure. oh sorry sorry sorry, no, sorry no 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 that is a very good question very fair and and um uh, yeah again we're like thinking about the u.s we're like you know churches are written off as nonprofits in spite of all the lobbying they do against lgbt people so i mean one of the things that's important to realize and remember and again as the Canadians, thank you on the discord channel pointed out like this directly impacts LGBT people. And and you'll find that anytime you're going after a marginalized group, anytime you have colonization happening, LGBT people are part of it and affected. Yep. Um, And I I do, I do know that as part of the, part of that cultural heritage being erased was, was all of these, um, uh, uh, the the two two spirit identities were 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 eradicated as part of this as as well bringing like christian puritanical ideas of sexuality and interesting you say that okay Michael great. Johnson, awesome. because jeremy dutcher the aboriginal projects coordinator at egale egale canada um said that uh in an article it it wasn't a direct quote, but said that Europe and Christianity are directly at fault for the homophobia and transphobia that two pe- two spirit people face today. It talked about mm. how uh, there's something people that are transphobic, again, two spirit people are not trans, but like, you know, it's a g- gender identity that's hard to categorize in our yeah. you know, LGBT, which is why they, they have like, you know, two S in the LGBT plus, like mm-hmm. if you look at the full moniker it is a separate like identity. But anyway, like, People don't understand that that gender is not binary and that it's not always been frowned upon. And before this, you know, before the um, push for Christianity came, before the settlers came, is settler a shitty word? Because like that sounds, anyway, before the like. Colonialists. Yeah, the colonialists came. Um, Two-Spirit was a revered group. It was a respected group. It, it it didn't have the negative associations until people came and set up these schools and, and tried to destroy their heritage to in, enforce the Christian beliefs. Yep. Yep. So um, LGBT people, apps two spirit people are absolutely affected by this um, and it sucks. And so there is a podcast called the two spirited podcast hosted by uh, Margaret Robinson. It seemed like it was part of a like study or dissertation or something that she was working on to gather the stories of two spirited people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not on a podcasting app. It's on uh, a separate website. There are maybe six or eight episodes. So easy to, you know, just pop in and listen to though. Um, uh, Margaret Robinson is herself a two spirited person and bisexual. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, I've not listened to it yet cause I just found it out, but great place to go to, to hear two spirited people's stories. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. 
No problem. <laughs> <laughs> did I do? Did I cover all? I don't know. There's yeah, no, probably I know. so much to that. And and yeah. Um. Well, I'm just gonna Plow painfully through. segue and 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 talk about this this uh this this sex scandal in 1810. <laughs> is it is it a fun sex sex scandal? Or I sure it? think so. I'm gonna talk to you okay, about a great. dude named Alexander Wood. I mean, <laughs> Alexander Wood. Yep. Uh, he was born in Scotland, but moved to Canada in 1793, settling in the town of York, which is now called Toronto. Alexander Wood, Wood, Wood. Yep. 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 <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So here's 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 the thing. So he, the part I don't understand is why he. Oh, hold on. Oh, he was he was a he was appointed a city magistrate in 1800. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 1810 he was investigating a rape case. The victim, referred to as Miss Bailey, came to him claiming that she did not know the identity of her attacker, but that she had scratched her assailant's penis during the assault so he personally inspected the genitals of a number of suspects for injury and um and (laughs) so he took this this is like an excuse to go around town looking at dicks yeah. No. I'm, okay. I'm just. I need you to keep so, talking. I'm, so I'm there's here. there's no evidence on the public record that he acted improperly. Um, or, well, I mean, what you just said seems highly improper. N- but. Nor is he ever uh, um, identified as gay. But then again, as we've talked about, that was that's problematic because having gay as an identity wasn't really a mm-hmm. thing. But uh, there were contradictory rumors that started to emerge about his conduct uh, that included that Miss Bailey didn't exist at all, that he just made up her and the case so that he could just go fondle people. Um, And uh, yeah, anyway, so so he he got he got ran out of town. Basically, he he moved moved back. Um, uh, a, A buddy of his said, basically, we won't we won't charge you with sodomy if you just get the fuck out. So he went back to Scotland. Um, and, uh, but then he, then he came back to Canada in 1812. Like that didn't take anyway, but, uh, but what's, what's really interesting about all of that is that he got to, they, they started calling him Molly Wood, which Molly was a slang for a gay guy. And, um, the, the gayberhood in, uh, in Toronto, uh, used to be called Molly Woods Bush. <gasps> and I don't know why they didn't keep that name. <laughs> <laughs> For the obvious, I think maybe you do know. <laughs> I do know. But I like Molly Woods Bush, that's pretty great. That's I mean instead of going to Capitol Hill, we would go to Molly Woods Bush. Come on now. God. And the like term Molly for a gay, like that's one I want to bring back. Yep. Yep. So in 2005, apparently the Gaberhood, which is now called the Church in Wellesley Gay Village, uh, the Business Association put up a statue of him, <laughs> honoring wait, him, wait, <laughs> honoring wait. him as the forefather of Toronto's gay community. <laughs> it's a two hundred thousand dollars statue, uh, and that cost was honoring sh- him shared by the Business Association and the City of Toronto. Um, and there is a rose on the lapel of his coat, which is sort of a like a, a cheeky um, reference to 
Pierre Trudeau, Justin's dad, who was the prime minister when homosexuality was decriminalized, he always wore a rose. In, oh, uh, I thought you were going to say it was like a, a flower in the fuck me daddy bouquet that he received. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I'm so happy the fuck me daddy bouquet came back. I have. I had to try. I had to try. Anyway, I just, I want to go to that statue that is, just because. That is insane and so I have so many feelings that are like so contradictory that yep. like I yep 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 I mean yep. oh also oh. this is a refrain you always hear all the time he never married neither had any of his brothers or sisters so when he died Scottish law and Canadian law were in conflict about who should get all of his shit oh so it had to go to court but like he, a UN court uh, uh it, that's it i don't know why I it says it took seven years after his death for the court of session and the british house of lords to decide that his estate would be divided up by scottish law hmm. and so his first cousin once removed got all of the money from the estate god i want to have a gay like uh, like super like a strange long-term oh, god, like far yeah. away uncle that i just like Absolutely. then get some shit from randomly yeah but but he was a confirmed bachelor which yeah. like that was yeah. always code for yeah. dude was a mo this is like this is mini series on HBO worthy. <laughs> I think so too. It's so that's so good. Like I'm so intrigued and horrified. And there's a fucking statue. I out of all the people you could put a statue up, like someone who might have just like gone around town sexually assaulting people. But then again, it's like a very creative idea. Like it's like it's horrible, but it's like that's a very creative approach. Like yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do I talk about anything else now? I don't know. What's next? Nothing. <laughs> Jesus. What's his name? Something Wood? I... Alexander Wood. Alexander Wood. Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was gay. Um, man, should, are we, should I talk about current Canada? Are you done with history? I'm not done with history. Oh, uh, why don't you, I? I have I have uh, Gata and stuff on like what's what's the dealio with current Canada. So you should tell me your last uh, history of Canada. Okay. Although if it's not as good as Alexander Wood, I may not listen. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> So what gets often referred to as Canadian Stonewall, and that was actually mm. something that the media started calling Canadian Stonewall. And it, that, I heard there were two, and they were, they're kind of in conflict. Yeah, exactly, other. exactly. Is the one that happened in Toronto, and that was February the 5th in 1981. By talking about this one, are you pissing off the Montrealites? Yeah, probably. <sighs> um, so, we, we've already done that enough, so that's we should really side with Toronto, I think, if we're going to lean into anything. So it's interesting... Um, Operation Soap is what they called it. And uh, instead of saying Stonewall, if you want to like turn a Canadian on about your knowledge of gay history in mm. Canada, talk about Operation Soap. But Operation Soap was a raid that the Toronto police did against four gay bathhouses in Toronto. The whole thing um, was kicked off because of a murder. There was a shoeshine mm. boy who was an immigrant. His name was Emmanuel Jacques. And um, he was murdered on Yong Street, which was sort of the seedy part of town, which that's a gay ghettos usually start in like the seedy underbelly of cities as they're developing and that was also the case here in uh toronto uh the the mayor at the time was john sewell and he actually was a strong supporter of gay rights Hmm. in 1978 through 1980 when he got booted out of office uh then basically the the this police cleanup of this dirty part of town Mm. then could include gay establishments they targeted these bathhouses with 
you know, all of the uh, bullshit public decency laws. Um, at, at 11 o'clock at night, 150 police simultaneously raided the club baths, the Romans II Health and Recreation Spa, the Richmond Street Health Emporium, and the barracks in Toronto. <laughs> if that wasn't spelled with B E. Hey, R, I'm going to be so angry. I like army barracks. I'm sorry. (sighs) Army foreskin. Um, (laughs) Coming soon. They arrested almost 300 men, which was the, which became the record. That was the largest mass arrest in Canadian history (gasps) since since 1970 (laughs) uh, during the October crisis. But uh, uh, that record from 1981 uh, stood until 2006 because the Stanley Cup playoffs in Edmonton (laughs) got out of control and they arrested a whole bunch more people. So... I don't know the more Canadian thing you could have said. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so so th- that turned into, rather like Stonewall, a bunch of demonstrations that got to be uh, about 3,000 people uh, were, were protesting just the very next day. They blocked traffic at a bunch of big intersections downtown, and uh, it, just, it just built uh, over time. And uh, the police were fighting back, and there were more raids, and and but uh, basically that was the that was that was the kickoff for what became Toronto's Pride Week now, um, and that's again that was eighty one. That's why this is their fortieth year because of this event that kicked off all of this stuff. Most of the charges were dropped or they just didn't, oh, wow. didn't stick. Some of the owners got in trouble for running mm. that kind of an establishment. Uh, one of the bathhouses, I forget which one, but I was reading um, was so badly damaged. It had to close forever. Um, like they just, they fucked that place up while Damn. they were, while they were in there. Um, there was a, controversy about whether attorney general Roy McMurtry had approved the raids. Um, and he, he denied it, but it's like, did Bill Barr make that church photo op happen or not? Kind of a thing. Who ordered the evacuation of the East precinct in Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he denied it. And, but then it was Carmen. Yeah. Uh, Later, as Chief Justice of Ontario, he actually wrote the 2003 decision that was in favor of same-sex marriage. So maybe he really Hmm. didn't or he had changed his mind or whatever. Anyway, uh, in 2019, the Toronto police finally formally apologized. Oh, sorry (laughs) about that. Did they send? Did they send the like Demi Lovato song? Sorry, not sorry (laughs) to them. Like I don't. Um, that is the very brief and probably wrong Operation Soap, um, and and its connection to Toronto Pride. Can, can the, you wait to say the brief and very wrong until the end, very end of the episode to just recap everything we yeah, did? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. Um, there is an author Matthew Hayes who wrote, wrote for the Walrus an article in 2019 where he basically lays down his assessment that calling what happened in Toronto. Canadian Stonewall is wrong, that that belongs to Montreal. Hmm. That series of events happened in 1977. The police raided two downtown Montreal gay bars, Trucks Bar and Les Mystiques. They arrested 146, which that was then the record for... um, So many records. um, Mass mass arrests since the 1970s. So anyway, the... the, um, 
there was this thing called the October crisis and, and Pierre Trudeau uh, had to arrest a bunch of people had to, Ooh, that's maybe dangerous, but a bunch of people were arrested yeah. as a result of that in 1970. This thing in 77 uh, did not surpass that, but uh, was the largest since then. And then, but less than it happened since in Toronto. Then the Stanley cup. Or something. Yeah. And then, and then in 2006, the Stan- Stanley cup. Um, and then that actually resulted in almost immediately. So that, that happened in October. Yeah, that happened October 22nd of 1977. By December, Quebec's National Assembly amended their human rights charter to include sexual orientation as a prohibited form of discrimination. Wow. So unlike Toronto, where it was this building thing and eventually change came and there was a lot of organizing and stuff, this was like in two months. Oops. Fuck it. And they changed it as much as they could in the jurisdiction that they were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if calling... Operation Soap, Canadian Stonewall is okay or not, but... to uh, And, like, maybe they don't need... I think, at least if you're talking to Amer- Americans, to say that these two events are in the same, you know, vein as Stonewall is, is helpful for us to, like... You know, in anything you want to know, like, how much do I care? Or, like, there's so many... I could learn a million different things if you learn an event, like, you know, so yeah. I think that's yeah. useful. And, and may, maybe we don't have to... Maybe they had two things that were yeah. that level of importance. Yep. yep. They have two languages. They can have two stone walls. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. I, I will also add, I think it's interesting that like they decriminalized sodomy in 1969 and we wouldn't until Lawrence v. Texas, which was much, mm, much later. 2003, maybe? But then we started rioting and fucking shit up at Stonewall in 69. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Canada did like eight and... 13 years later so um apparently we like to fuck shit up first and, oh and great then, <laughs> but then like be very slow to do anything about it yeah. that actually sounds about right um can i tell you about your stuff was very interesting this time mike thanks congrats i'm glad glad for the change in <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> sorry i'm being shitty to canada so i have to be shitty to you too okay I i'm going to talk that. about the current canada population okay do it 13%. Oh, this is a study conducted by Crop for the benefit of the foundation. I swear to God, if you don't tell me how much foreskin there is, I'm going to be pissed. 20. 20. <laughs> I got that up earlier. Great. You put that up earlier? <laughs> Percentage of foreskin? What? <laughs> you, you can look it up now and tell, uh, tell me after I give you these actual statistics. <laughs> Uh, Fondation Jasmine Roy Anti-Bullying Foundation um, 2017 study 13% of Canadians are According to them Ostensibly mm. <laughs> Belong to the LGBT community I don't know if the word ostensibly means in mm. this context It's cause a like, cunty way to say probably Yeah I think, I, like, I, or I, Maybe or I, probably not I, I don't know I don't, Or are they like picking some people that like m- Might not and that's shitty to them, like because sometimes we are shitty and excluded people. I don't know what that means, but I just put it here because it seemed fifty four percent of LGBT respondents had not come out uh, at work, and forty five percent had not come out to their classmates. You know what I'm going to ask? Oh boy, sure. How does that con- how does that compare to the states? I didn't look up anything oh, about okay. the U.S. All right, that. Because, Mike, I'm putting my foot down. Everything doesn't have to be compared to the U.S. I didn't look it up. That was a lot of work. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm taking a but cultural like half, stand. Like half that's of a, gay people are not out in Canada. That's a bunch. 
which is commonly considered like one of the most gay friendly countries in the entire world and it's still that so if if people don't think it's as big of an issue or don't think there as many don't know any gay people or whatever like it just might be a bunch of people are in the closet yeah. like double how many people you know yeah, they're gay yeah, and, yeah. um lgbt i should say for trans people asexuals bisexuals pansexuals anywhere from a third to half of their family did not believe when they came out good lord or ignored it when they came out good lord i yeah i mean again don't know the u.s stats sure that happens here too like to like if someone says something like that to you like to not believe is like yeah you're making that shit up how, like how <laughs> or how do you just like oh you're pansexual yeah gonna go out on about my life i have no reaction to that and we'll never talk to you about it again well, if somebody said something that's not this that's the not sinister version of that that mm. like in in british columbia it's so crazy liberal especially in vancouver i think it was somebody from vancouver in our discord was saying like you say hey i'm gay and people are like whatever like I, in a in a just genuine genuinely don't see that as a, a problem or something that's concerning i hate that Okay. In, in the, Isn't no, 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 no. That, that is absolutely something that people say, but they so many people tout that as a positive thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just accepted. You come out and it isn't a big deal. But when a person comes out to you, especially, and if they are making a moment of it, if they, they then they are telling you an important thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and these are not all the same. If someone says they're engaged, if someone says they have cancer if someone like when someone says something that is big and weighing on them and they finally decided to tell you that's important to them so even if it's totally even if a hundred percent of people accepted lgbt people a friend is telling you something big to them yeah you need to treat it as such yeah. meaning that is important you should follow up with them after the fact and keep talking to them because you're just hearing about it, but they've been thinking about it for a long fucking time. Like, mm-hmm. unless you've been involved in all the steps along the way of their exploration, they've probably been thinking about this a lot more than you. So I, that that's why I don't like the, oh, uh, no one cares. And then they move on. It's like, mm-hmm. you give it the respect it deserves. Okay. Regardless of how accepting you are. I think I agree. Hmm. I'm just, con- I'm, what I'm, what I, what I can't, quite get my head around is like I, when i think of like the ideal state like what is utopia for humanity mm-hmm. and it's where people just fuck or they don't and it's fine <laughs> that it 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 isn't a big deal to even say because it's just like you might as well be saying i have blonde hair i bang dudes like that's the same level of innocuousness and if if that's if there are pockets of culture that are getting there we shouldn't discourage that. I, if we think of our ideal state, I agree that like, and if you are young and learning this, you know, you, we even hear about these cases where someone at the age of three years old knows they're trans and it's just who they are. Like they don't even need to, they already came out cause they didn't even have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They don't have to like come out again. Like it's just like, it's already there. But for someone I would say who, and even in fully accepting totally down, you know, uh, ideal state, it can still take time to realize these things yourself for whatever reason or come to terms with it or, or any of that. So I think people that if it's new information when you're, I mean, I'll use me as an, like 
when you're 20 or if you figure it out and, and you're 18 and you say it like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still a, a realization and a moment and a thing that should be celebrated and, and encouraged. And, and it, it is not as simple as just, Oh, that's fine. Let me move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, this is, uh, I thought, really interesting. Non-Caucasian people have a harder time than other members of the LGBT community due to their orientation or gender identity, especially with their families. So that made made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you get to the confusing part. Indigenous LGBT people, uh-huh. uh, It's a, this study said they uh, set themselves apart uh, with their tendency to live more comfortably with their sexual orientation or gender identity than the average member of the LGBT community. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Me and and you know, you think about all this like shitty stuff that the colonizers did that Christians did to force their beliefs. Like maybe there's something there that 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 they were able to hold on to yeah. in a great way that like you can't completely destroy a culture as much as you try. Like yeah, I, yeah. that's just my guess or just me thinking yeah. kind of about it, but if we haven't already said it a million times, like we, uh, the United States is in no position to be pointing fingers at Canada oh, in terms oh, of like, yeah. like subjugation of First Nations. But uh, I, I do wonder, I would wonder what that data looks like in the United States, hmm. right? And uh, like, uh, acceptance of uh, indigenous peoples, like LGBT status. Com- yeah, 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 yeah. That was a very surprising data point. Interesting. Um, other uh, things you should know about Canada. Sure. Yeah. Elliot Page is Canadius. Yeah. Canadius? Canadius. Canadius. Mm-hmm. Ruth Wainwright is Canadius. Katie Lang is Canadius. Mm-hmm. Luke McFarlane, which I only included because I love him because he played Scotty on Brothers and Sisters. Mm-hmm. He's Canadius. Um, there's a boxer, Mark Leduc, that's oh. Canadian. I just wanted to put that in there because he's just like a, you know, that's a weird oddball thing. He won a silver medal at the Olympics. He tried. Um, Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. founded in Hamilton, Ontario but sold to Burger King, which is an American <laughs> country. So technically no longer Canadian. And there apparently there's been a bunch of shit that's kind of like made Tim Hortons be less and less popular. So I think the idea that, you know, we always joke about Tim Hortons might not be as true as it used to be. Maybe so. And finally, and most importantly, yeah. Screw all the <laughs> indigenous shit. I talk about this is the most important thing. Pornhub is based there. Oh yeah. Thanks Canada. Uh, they're based in Montreal. Um, someone in our discord said that Montreal has a reputation as the country's sex and party capital. There are, I think volcanically hot dudes was the descriptor, something along that lines. Um, who was like, who are very into hookups. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. first live show will be in Montreal. Everybody. Yeah, We're so excited. I, uh, so I love Pornhub and not for the, I don't actually don't use them very regularly for the, like the jerk in it. I, their data, I often, they release a lot of very interesting data. They have Pornhub insights, which like is such a great resource for people's porn usage. And they're very knowledgeable, liberal, like, you know, point out what the conservative states in the U S are doing. Like, you know, like, so I, I love them. Love that they're based in Canada. I think that's awesome. They're owned by mind geek who is headquartered in Canada. MindGeek also operates RedTube, YouPorn, Brazzers, Men.com, Reality Kings, Sean Cody, and a site I never heard of, whynotbuy.com. 
B I B I yeah dot com. spell by spell by <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes and I went there and like I I immediately recognized many of the porn stars yeah. from from my gay porn yeah 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 usage that's awesome yeah that's so fantastic Pornhub very Canadian well that sort of dovetails ish. <laughs> Where are you going? Well, so I was going to do a segment called The Gayest Thing to Come Out of Canada. (gasps) And my answer was Brendan Fraser because I had a sexual (laughs) awakening to him in Encino Man and and in George of the Jungle. Oh, George of the Jungle? Man. Right? Right? Man, he was all like oiled up. And And ripply. And ripply. Yeah, and, and... Kind of, kind of wild and crazy. I was into that. Okay, so yeah, but then, it was like jungly, like oh, like he would just go fucking to town like an animal. Yeah, big time, big time. The only problem is he's not Canadian, and so when I looked up his bio oh. and it's and found out that he wasn't Canadian because I was sure he was what? Canadian. Why did you think he was Canadian? Because he is a Canadian citizen. He's American. He was born in Indianapolis, but he is a Canadian citizen and went to school in Canada. So. Yeah, some of the most famous Canadians, as per the list that I just read, uh, Rufus Wainwright was born in New York. Um, oh, uh, Kyle, uh, we should have coordinated on this because I have a game for you called Canadian. <gasps> okay, oh no, this will be good to see if I actually looked up the people because I looked at a list on Ranker dot com and yeah. I only picked out the people I cared about. So there are a lot of people I didn't, Great. and so it'll be Great. interesting to see who I actually cared about. Okay, so there are four categories. There's good slash hot. Bad. I just heard the mic clip. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Good slash hot. Okay. Bad. Funny or musical. Which category do you want first? I I want... I, give me the bad first. Let's get bad. That, Get through that. Okay. Uh, bad. And I, I'll tell you what, why they're bad. So, if, um, and remember, the question is Canadian? And is Canadian born in Canada or like... Has a citizenship there? For the purposes of this game, it is, were they born in Canada? That was something I was like, I was thinking about playing this game with you Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. knew you were going to ask. Anyway, okay. Let's start with Elon Musk. Are all these people that people think are Canadian? I had never heard of him being Canadian, but... He is a Canadian citizen, but he was born in South Africa. He's also an American citizen and a South African citizen. Okay, I have... Heard, yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm with the game now. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's in the bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the bad category <laughs> that you've created. Mark Zuckerberg. I'm, uh, no, no, he's not Canadian. Correct. White Plains, New York. He's an American. Oh, God, White Plains is the perfect place for him to be born. Uh, I first I put him in the funny category, and then I moved him to bad. Uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Why'd you move him to bad? Because he's an anti-vaxer. Oh, and he's played gay people. Um, but I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, fuck, I don't think he's Canadian. He is Canadian. He was born in Ontario, oh. although he is an American citizen. Okay. Uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. <gasps> no, no, not Canadian. No. Ted Cruz is was born in Canada. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Ted Cruz was born in Canada. Uh, he is uh, an American citizen and quite publicly renounced his Canadian citizenship in 2016. Fucking because, hates immigrants. Because he wanted to run for president and you have to be a natural born citizen of the United States in order to run for president. 
uh, the question of the legality of him running for president is still very much not decided because he was not born on American soil and the phrase natural born citizen has not been fully fleshed out in terms of jurisprudence in this country. So, so imagine the fact that Barack Obama is the one that we all have been researching <laughs> as to whether he's American born and here this this is highlighting how America is no better than Canada yep. in terms of... Yep, they ga- they gave us they gave us Ted Cruz. Fuck you, Canada. Okay, God, uh, that's true. Last but not least, in the bad category, and she's not bad. It's just because she's a politician. U.S. Senator <laughs> Tammy Duckworth. I have no idea who that is, and I haven't said anyone yet, so I'll say Canadian. Uh, it's no. She was she. <sighs> however, she 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 was born in Thailand, uh, and it's interesting because she's one of uh, the very few members of Congress who had to is a naturalized citizen rather than uh, uh, born here or mm. a citizen by virtue of her parentage okay you did what wh- party does she belong to democrat She's oh good democrat. okay okay um did very poorly on that okay i don't want to do all of these or the show will run very very long but you want to do one more category <laughs> yeah let's do the hot ones good slash hot okay here we go michael j fox from back to the future oh um, Canadian. He's Canadian. He's born in Edmonton, although he is an American citizen. Ryan Gosling. Canadian. Canadian. He's born in London, Ontario. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, if he's not American, what is America anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he was born in Hayward, California. Okay. He is an American citizen. However, he is also a Canadian citizen. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I put this one in here for you. Sandra mm. O. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ryan Reynolds, which from, is... From Grey's Anatomy. Sandra Oh. Not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is she Canadian? I'll say Canadian. She is Canadian. She was born in Ontario. She is also an American citizen. Wow, she is good slash hot. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves? American. Um, nothing about him is American. He was born in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, but he was raised in Toronto and is a Canadian citizen. Okay, well, I I didn't technically. I American was actually non-Canadian. <laughs> Shit, that's so Americentric. That was really reflective of uh, Ryan Reynolds and Elliot Page. You already said and already know. Uh, here's a brief. Wait, Ryan Reynolds, deaf, deaf Canadian, right? Ryan Reynolds was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, but he is also an American citizen. And Elliot Page, he's Canadian, as you already said. Although he was born in Nova Scotia. Um, Sorry, I'm still mumming over great. Ryan Reynolds. Great. Give me a moment. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. I, like, I like this game. I like this game. Um, Sex in the City cast members, here we go. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. What? American? Oh, shit, shit, I did it again. Non-Canadian. <laughs> she is an American citizen. She was born in Ohio. Kim Cattrall? I, okay, hold on. Let me think. I'm going to I'm going to just for speed sake going to say the only one is um, Charlotte York. Shit. I don't know her. I'm going to say she's the only Canadian. Uh, I didn't look up the other two, actually. Kim Cattrall, <laughs> Kim Cattrall is it was born in England, but she is oh. a, a triple threat. She's a Canadian, American and UK citizen. Wow. You pick the two that matter ish uh, in, in that she was a UK citizen first and then later became a canadian citizen because they moved to canada when she was very very young and then she became an american citizen in 2016 so that she could vote oh uh for cynthia nixon perhaps maybe maybe (laughs) who knows uh and last two uh jason Priestley from 90210 canadian 
Canadian, although he's an American citizen. And last but not least, Friends star Matthew Perry. Oh, a, a non-Canadian. He's he's from he's from Massachusetts, I believe. He's an American citizen, but he was raised in Canada and does have Canadian citizenship. His mom was Canadian, and wow. she moved him there. Wow! Uh, as a as a kid, um, yeah. Anyway, is it just me or uh, like I felt like even just the few I looked at, but now like especially hearing all of these, I feel like we just like to pretend everyone is American and kind of ignore the Canadian roots that people have, and maybe that's just. Broadly, like anyone who's cool, we want to pretend like they're only American and have no other roots or culture or heritage or anything. Yeah. Is that like, yeah. do you get that vibe too? Like, yeah, yeah. I but I also think I also think that there's maybe a little bit of of um, I forget what the what it, it it's like ninety percent of Canadian citizens no. 90% of the population of Canada lives within 100 miles of the U.S. border. Oh, sure. It, like, because, like, like it's, we gets, do... It gets chilly. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it, exactly. There, I mean, there's there's some of that. But also, I think we have a really very special and close relationship with Canada for a number of historical reasons and, and for geographical reasons. Is it still the largest uncontested border between uh, two countries? That may, would make sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. Sure. But I grew up in Texas, so who knows what history I've learned. Um, there's also, I think, so much... I mean, they don't really have accents. You can Like, if they say some words, you can no. hear it, but, like, they, they mostly pass as American, which that's an awful thing to American say. American but, but, passing? But, but, American but it, presenting? But, but that's... You know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, And, uh, like, Schitt's Creek... All of the principal cast is Canadian, um, and it was filmed in Canada. It started as a Canadian project, but there's nothing about the show that's overtly Canadian. That could be a Midwestern town, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, um, and and the reason that that works is because we really are fundamentally like the same in a lot of ways that 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 matter for media. But but also, Amer- if it was overtly Canadian. I bet you it would be less popular among Americans. I bet we would be like, whoa, a Canadian show. Like uh, tricking people into thinking it's American is probably the number one way to gain popularity. (laughs) Says Alanis Morissette, maybe. Great. Oh, I forgot about this. (gasps) Shit. Creek. Can you you write what you think all of those are? What the province is? Fuck you. I just handed Kyle a empty map of Canada. We're not going to do this on the air, but I'm going to have him fill out what he thinks all of those little states are. I knew you were going to do this, <laughs> and I'm so fucking annoyed because you know I'm... Do, I'm, you, do your homework. It's going to be good. I'm going to do it after All right. I'm not doing it on the air. Um, hold on. Let me see if I have anything else. Mike's a pastor. <laughs> Mike, I'm shocked William Shatner didn't make your list. Yeah, yeah, I stayed away from the Star Trek cast. Uh, um, You've billion chattered in your pants before. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, I was just going to mention a couple other things, suggestions. There's there's plenty more things that we could have talked about. Um, there is a podcast called The Village. Um it started as a a uh, season within Undercover, Undercover the Village, but it is a separate podcast called The Village. Uh, it is hosted by uh, Justin Ling, who the first season he investigates and talks about the Toronto serial killer Bruce MacArthur, a horrifying serial serial killer that the gay community told the police about and they ignored him. Mm. Um, so that's really interesting to learn about. Um, I started listening to it. Very good. Very well done. Couldn't, just couldn't mentally just you know it was during the pandemic i found out about it It was like i don't necessarily need to learn about gay 
murderers you know yeah. maybe i'll maybe i'll get there sooner um and then his newest season is actually about um two trans canadian women at least one of which was a sex worker that were murdered uh, a laura wells and cassandra doe um so we'll keep going um and apparently and and you know present different canadian crimes awesome yeah yes dan you guys asked about circumcision <laughs> yeah great <laughs> So uh, it comes as no surprise, of course, that Canada has much lower rates of circumcision than the U.S. Yeah. Um, that means that's that means we will too in ten years. I hope so. Oh, yay. Yeah, uh, they are falling in the U.S., particularly in the West. Mm. Um, the Midwest still has the highest rates of circumcision. That makes sense. Um, Canada overall, thirty-one point nine percent as of a two thousand six two thousand seven uh, uh, study. Uh, 31.9% of Canadian men were circumcised. That varies by province. Um, if you're looking for uncut dick, uh, Nova Scotia, Northwest Territories, and Quebec are good options. <laughs> Kyle's writing them on his map so he yeah. knows that those are things he needs to put on the map. <laughs> Alberta. Sorry, you said no- Nova Scotia, Quebec, and what? Uh, uh, Northwest Territories. <laughs> And these are all these are all provinces that you're telling us about. Oh my god! I didn't realize what was happening here. I'm not saying any more because but, I, I I hope that he forgets the name of the one that borders the state of Washington. So so uh, <laughs> what is oh, that? Sanford? Oh yeah. Before Christ, <laughs> Kyle wrote BC, but I don't trust that he knows what it stands for. <laughs> British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Nova Scotia has the most... First world. Nova Scotia has the most uncut dick. (laughs) No, uh, let's see. Nova Scotia does, yeah. That's that's impressive. Only 6.8%. Whoa. So many uncut. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Sorry, our next tour is going to be in all of Nova Scotia. (laughs) Maybe in the middle part? I don't know where. Halifax? Is there a gay bar in Halifax? I would do that. Mm. Uh, and just to give you a contrast to the U.S., um, which we've been doing incessantly anyway. Uh, Some judgment in that. Uh, the World Health Organization estimates the overall Who? male. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so hot and I'm so tired. Um, the World Health Organization. Who estimates that the overall male circumcision rate in the U.S. is somewhere between 76 and 92 percent. Wow. And mm. Europe, Western Europe, uh, rates tend to be less than 20 percent. Wow. So. so if you want to hook up with an uncircumcised Canadian, take home three guys. And odds are two of them won't be uncircumcised. Yeah. I learned Men's that- and Molly's is a gay bar in Halifax. There we go. We're going. Oh, yeah. my God. I learned that in Australia there was like a, a sort of generational shift in circumcision. Um, I learned that uh, when we were in New Orleans for Pride 48, talking oh. to R.T. Cruiser. Oh, he has his foreskin probably. No, I don't think he does because he said like people over a certain age, it didn't shift until like I think the 90s or something. That, oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Did we do it? We did all of Canada? We did so well. We did so much of Canada, I'll yeah. say. Let's never speak of it again. <laughs> Once the, the border end. opens, I'm going to do some more of Canada, then and I'm going to be talking about that in my Patreon your, segment. Then your oh. border will open. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You're going to talk about a beach? Is that what you said? Bitch. Let's go to the beach. Each. Let's go to the I am going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the uh, 
What you gonna say? Have a drink. Largest nude beach in North America. Oh, nice. I hear you can get wrecked there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. Should I we... mean, until the rest. Should we take a break? How do they take a break in Canada? Um, they stay for another five minutes and give each other hugs and say goodbye and give each other gifts. I think. Great. And then sorry, apologize for leaving. I have no presents. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Let's take a break. Okay. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Sorry. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest straightest. We're going to do our gayest straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our social media is at gayish. Whew. Oh, God. I swallowed. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> at gayish. That's weird. <laughs> Never have I ever. Um, at gayish podcast on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And go to the Canadians only section of our Discord if you're Canadian. Yeah. By the way, on Discord, uh, it was very nice to meet Brandon Pettigrew, who who oh. put together our Discord for him. He and uh, his man came to Seattle, and we went and had drinks, and it was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so great to meet you, Brandon. Thanks for everything you do. We don't say that enough. We appreciate you. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.ca nope <laughs> sorry uh dot com sorry uh and our physical mailing address is post office box 19882 seattle washington 98109 and we got something <gasps> we did this was international post this comes to oh, us from good theme for the episode sydney australia uh, well it says mike kyle and dan <laughs> gayish Thank you for including me. That was thoughtful. I think it's a dead body. It's a Ziploc bag. It's a very tiny one. A, is it a jock just strap? A finger. Is it a used jock strap? Some, oh, no, that's oh, no, paper it's just towel. wrapped in... Oh, like, you're going for the card. special down-under paper towel? Hi, Mike, Kyle, and Dan. I just wanted to say thanks for the show. I really enjoy your banter, and I'm learning a lot about the community. I'm now 48, not out to my family, just a couple of friends. I hope to come out to my family soon, starting with my brother. Your podcast has given me the strength to do this. I have enclosed a mm-hmm. gift for each of you. I hope you like them, and it doesn't offend. Mike, you can use it for your D&D dice and fondle it while playing the game. <laughs> Kyle, you can hang it from your microphone and have it hit your chin. A reminder <laughs> of the past, and hopefully again in the future. Dan, you can use it for your D&D dice, too, although I think you are a little more creative than me, so you will come up with something more appropriate. Take care. Your friend in Australia. Oh, Oh, God damn it. Please just refer to me as B or Anonymous if you read this on the podcast. Yes, that was all. The name was cut. That's fine. Uh, And those are three three sacks made out of kangaroo scrotums. (laughs) Thanks, B. Thank you. Um... If you have animals native to your homeland that you want to send us the scrotums of. <laughs> Post office box 19882. Don't, because we have the best one already. Um, gays and straightest? Let's do our gays and straightest. Uh, I'm happy to go first. Great. The straightest thing about me this week was uh, I took the Jeep in and just had the butchiest butch butch conversation with the dude at the desk that was like, we talked about bushings and s- struts and death wobble and we all this talk about my like, steering dampener and all kinds of stuff that all sounds great. like polari words yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i think maybe i asked him out on a date accidentally <laughs> wow, can't, wait you can't just it say that straight guy polari you know? <laughs> <laughs> um uh the gayest thing about me uh this week was uh i had a a meeting with somebody at work um that i haven't seen in some time 
Uh, I used to report to him. This was like a year ago. Anyway, it, it's been a long time since I've seen him. And he was noting, he was commenting because he could see that we that I was in the studio. And uh, he, he said, he said, so you're out of your closet is what he said to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to have my home office in a walk-in closet in yeah. my room when I had a roommate. And uh, so we had, we had a good chuckle about like, yeah, I'm out of the closet yeah. and I'm out of the closet. Thank Finally, you. Thank you. Thank both. you. Yeah. Um, my straightest is I did not have any bowls. So I just took the bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> bolt like, like, bolt like the things you put cereal in. Great. And uh, usually I put like yogurt and blueberries and stuff into a bowl. So I didn't have that. So I just took my, my big uh, thing of. Uh, yogurt and poured some blueberries on top Excellent. and was like, I'll just eat the top part. Excellent. Which is roughly the amount that I would eat if I put it in a bowl. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. And I, no dishes. I thought so. Yeah. Um, my gayest is my hair. My yeah. uh, stylist, Tiffany, who was on our app makeover mm-hmm. uh, episode, she did my hair. She put rainbow colors in it. She, uh, I just kind of like, now know her enough that I, she's like, can I do whatever? And I'm like, do whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I have a rainbow in my hair. Literally yeah. the first time my hair's ever been dyed. I like it. It's Thanks. it's it's more subtle than I expected. When you were saying you were going to get a rainbow mm-hmm. in your head, I was like, oh, it's going to look like a fucking unicorn. And it she, doesn't. She great. asked, she was like, should I do like, do you want like literal, like l- the blocks of the rainbow colors in order? Or can I be more creative with it and creative? So, so they're like at the front and it's like strands go from color to color. And yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, a listener's gaze and straightest. This time it comes to us from the Canadian Discord. From the Canadian Discord, we we hopped on there and and thank you everyone who replied and and had a lot of good discussions and made me read a lot of things. Yeah. It is from Care Bear Jeff on Discord. It says straightest, letting my beard grow to lumberjack slash hockey playoffs length. <laughs> Gayest washing said beard in the shower while listening to the greatest hits of Celine Dion. <laughs> that is fantastic is she, and very Canadian. Is she Canadian? Yes, she's Canadian. I knew that. Great. Kyle, edit this out. <laughs> um, and we got a lot of also very good Canadian gays and straightest. Um, I want to thank our super Gap Bridger, CNN Javi, Chris Kachatorian, Christopher Farrell, Jerome York. Jerome York, why did I paste that twice? Did I miss someone? Who knows? Um, Jamie Pugh, Dust, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Patrick Martin, Clinton Withers, Anonymous, and Forrest Nail. Yeah. Great. Is it still Sian Hobby? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, and uh, I, I thank you to Justin Trudeau's ass. We made it this far without mentioning it even once. So. That's true. Wow. <laughs> that we, sh- we deserve a Canadian award for that. Yeah, they have those, right? And Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> the namesake of my dog. <laughs> that is it. This See is, him? I don't... In Amnesty, whatever the fuck it's called, I don't even care that he's murdering his family. He's like drenched in water and he's like... Are you speaking English? Yeah. He's talking about the remake of Amityville Horror. Yeah. Where yes. Ryan Reynolds was, was ripped and, and, and hairy and bearded and, and hot and, and cutting and chopping wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And murdering his family. And murdering I, his family. It, I was like, oh, oh, murders. Yeah. So your, it's your turn to speak, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> it was just light murder. <laughs> well, that is it. This has been Gayish from the CNN Hobby Studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be. be, be that's all folks um be until next week B-
Be butch, be fabulous, be Canadian. Be Canadian. Bye. Bye. None of it. Socks that are. Do you guys want matching ones? I don't care. Genuine kangaroo scrotum. It says on it. Really? Oh my god! Does it really? Yeah, it really is. I don't know if that's true. Well, I'm gonna assume it is. These are very large. This looks nice.